Hi everyone, it's your host Katie, and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Tuesday, or whatever day it is when you find yourself with my voice in your ears. I am actually re-recording my first episode. I recorded it on this past Friday, and it just didn't sound right to me when I listened to it. I edited it down, and I listened to it a couple times, sent it to a couple close friends, and my mom. (laughs) They all said it was good, but I mean, what are your close friends and family going to tell you when you send them this new project you're working on? I am a writer and an editor by trade, so not only am I very familiar with editing and kind of reducing things down to the bare bones, but I am my own worst critic. When you're starting a new project, I think that when the initial nerves and sort of adrenaline of everything calms down, it becomes easier to see areas for improvement and in particular it becomes easier to see where a piece of content needs to be reworked. So I decided that even if the first episode was fine, it wasn't fine to me. And this is my project and my baby, so to speak. So I'm redoing it. Luckily, I enjoy nothing more than speaking to my wall. So there's a positive right there. It's also more than that. I feel like I have these kind of spurts of inspiration and ideas. And I recorded, you know, the first piece about a week ago, of course. And I just felt like since then, my concept for the podcast has kind of evolved a little bit. And I also feel like, you know, once I record this, I'm editing it and then I'm uploading it. So I can't kind of change my mind again and then go back and edit it and, you know, just get carried away. Also, I spent so much time thinking about whether I should have an intro, like a pre-recorded intro. You know, the bird's papaya, the papaya podcast. She has a cute little intro where she has like a little tune and then a little blurb that she clearly pre-recorded, another little tune, and then she segues into what the actual topic for that episode is. But that doesn't really feel like me, That at least not right now. Of course, you may have picked up on I change my mind a lot and that's okay. That's valid. It's valid for me to change my mind. That's cool. But right now, I think it's just going to be kind of the way it is as you heard it. So... I wanted to start with a couple of segments, sort of ice-breaking before we kind of dive into the meeting, the, the meaty stuff. I want to discuss what I'm reading. So right now I am reading Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. And I've seen a lot about this book online, on social media, particularly Twitter. I decided I was going to go kind of look around for it on my Apple Books about a couple weeks ago. And then I saw her other work that she did most recently in 2018, um, Circe. And I don't know, something about it just really caught my eye. And I actually read that one first. I just finished it. And honestly, 
that book, Circe, changed my life. Like, not to be dramatic, but it really just... I related a lot to the title character and some of the things that she goes through. And, um, you know, the being a immortal goddess part, I, I can't really relate to that. But it in just the way that it's written, it's just very beautiful and relatable. And um, you can simultaneously put yourself into the title role, sort of like how Stephanie Meyer does with Twilight. You know, she makes the character almost nondescript in a way so that you can kind of insert yourself as the narrator. But it's also about, you know, real Greek, myth- Greek, Greek, uh, real Greek mythology, the goddess Circe, you know, the, the notorious goddess who was Odysseus' lover for, you know, a year or two, and he stayed on her island. And so it's very, very interesting, very good book. That inspired me to pick up Song of Achilles, and I am finding it a little more difficult to get into than Circe. However, it is still picking up. I, I'm still enjoying it. I don't think it'll have the same impact on me. I think these books that have huge impacts on you like that really only come once in a blue moon. So let's kind of get into what this episode is about which is self-care. What is self-care? We hear a lot about it. I think that it's very heavily marketed. I think that it's capitalized on a lot, especially on, you know, TikTok and Instagram. You see these kind of aesthetic, like, quote, that girl videos, um, which involve just kind of taking care of yourself and sort of living this lifestyle of bettering yourself through self-care and through being motivated that i don't love the that girl concept i think that you can be that girl without getting up at 5 a.m and going for a run or making a matcha latte or or whatever it is that is on trend as aesthetic footage but that that's my point is that it's it's bigger than just taking care of yourself. It's a concept. And a lot of language is used around it. Vague, kind of buzzwordy-like language, which I'm actually guilty of using myself. But a week ago, I had posted on Instagram sort of something like, how do you show up for yourself? I have heard that phrase many times before. How do you show up for yourself? And I'm actually stumped. Like, I don't know... Like, if somebody were to ask me that, I actually wouldn't know what to say. And I think that not only is it difficult to articulate the ways that we do show up for ourselves, but it's difficult to understand it and then implement it, to carve out that time, to be kind of mindful with it. I also think mindful and intentional are two words that are heavily marketed and used just everywhere to describe like taking care of yourself and eating well and and just being well. The concept of showing up for yourself is just doing things to take care of yourself. I show up for myself or take care of myself by having established a really structured morning and evening routine. And I'll get into what that looks like for me in just a moment, but I just want to take this opportunity to kind of be like, 
I do have two jobs. I have a day job and I also do content writing, social media and uh, digital marketing. Still very much a beginner, but it does help pay the bills and I spend quite a bit of my work week and weekends looking after clients and you know doing work and doing research and um, it's I, I started in March of 2020 and it's really just kind of evolved into this beast and I'm really grateful and impressed honestly with myself regarding how well it's evolved but it's still a lot you know it's it's two jobs so you can imagine that as as anybody who works multiple jobs or even one job you know it, it doesn't mean you don't have to have a zillion jobs to feel burnt out and need to take care of yourself but you can imagine that I do have a higher risk of burnout in for me personally I don't have a high bandwidth to begin with so a lot of that is absorbed by work and you know obviously I'm very passionate about what I do but you still have to be a person you still have to look after yourself you still have to have time for like a, a personal life and to enjoy and just relax and that's outside of taking care of yourself that's outside of carving out these kind of structured ways that you look after yourself so it's a lot so I'll tell you a little bit about my morning and my evening routine mornings I really and I touched on this on Instagram the other day I really try not to look at social media as much anymore in the morning I'm still guilty of it I still do it but I really try to not check my work emails. Am I successful? No. <laughs> but when you wake up, you kind of get into this. You're not. You're not fully awake. Your, your brain is waking up. You, you've come out of being unconscious for six to eight hours, and to you, it might feel like, oh, I'm up. You know, things are exactly the same as they were eight hours ago. But your brain is still waking up, and I, I think that your your brain waves are at a different frequency or something like that. I don't really know much about that. I, I read something not too long ago about it and it really struck with me, but I, I'm not like a scientist. I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of it. So what I'm trying to say is that you're, you're very susceptible during kind of that first 10 minutes that you're awake and you're very reactive and not necessarily in an emotional state, but you are just so like, if you wake up to a rude text from a coworker or something like that, or something that just kind of hits you the wrong way, it has bigger potential to sort of not ruin your day, but really start it off on a poor foot than if you had seen that text maybe a half an hour later. A half an hour later, you know, you're more awake, you're aware, you've had some coffee, maybe something to eat, you'd be better equipped to handle it. So no social media, well, limited social media, we'll say limited work emails recently very recently i've started doing workout videos in the morning and uh, like i used to do a lot of chloe ting and the hit workouts but i actually those kind of made me feel a little bit faint <laughs> i probably was doing them wrong uh, my heart rate would just honestly skyrocket i probably needed to be in a hospital bed but I realized that doing such high impact stuff was not good for me and it was making it like not enjoyable. For me, movement has to be something that I can kind of enjoy or at the very least like 
zone out and listen to like a podcast or some music too. So I found these step videos, like, you know, 5,000 steps, 2,500, 10,000, whatever. It's by a creator. Her name is, well, her username is uh, Yanafit, Y-A-N-A fit. Anyway, her videos are totally silent. She's not like, you got this, like blah, 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 like all that garbage. I mean, you know, peace and love <laughs> to whoever enjoys that. I do not, I find it distracting, especially early in the morning. Silence is great. You can kind of see the timer, see what the next move is, follow along the very best. Then I make myself a nice coffee if I haven't already, float around and then I'll kind of get on my phone and maybe look at a couple TikToks or whatever. I'll have like 10, 15 minutes before I actually need to like get in the shower, rinse off. Very just like, I like to give myself a lot of time. You know, some people, you know, they, they fly right out of bed and they fly into their clothes, they fly into their car and they fly right into work. Like that's not me. <laughs> More power to them very best. That's great. But I can't do that. I need sort of uh, mindful, shall we say, starts to my morning. And I really feel like it kind of sets me up for success. I then, you know, go to work and conduct, you know, the rest of my work day. My evening routine is, if either of my routines are thrown off, it's a problem. However, if my evening routine is thrown off, definitely stresses my body out. So I get home and I change into some comfortable clothes and relax, sort of putt around and unload the dishwasher and kind of get supper going. And I, after supper, I, you know, we, my partner and I, we clean up and he will usually, he works overnight. So he will usually, he will have a nap on the couch and I will start a bath which is kind of a piece de resistance, if you will. That is the tea on the rocks there, the salt bath. I take a salt bath every night, two cups of unscented Epsom salts. You can get them at Walmart, Superstore, whatever, 10 bucks. Two cups of that and some lavender oil, some essential oils. And I lay in there probably 45 minutes and uh, I'll read. And I, you know, of course we've established that I like books, but I kind of rotate through books and it's sort of in the same vein as when you hear people talking about how, if you watch, if you rewatch a lot of the same shows, like let's say you rewatch The Office or you rewatch Friends or Parks and Rec or whatever, that you, you enjoy doing that because maybe you're a little bit anxious and, and that is something, you know the plot of the show, you know what's gonna happen, all the highs and lows, and that kind of soothes your anxiety. It's something that you can control. <laughs> so I think that it's the same for me with books. So after my bath, I wind down for bed. I watch some ASMR videos or just otherwise kind of relaxing videos, maybe sort of a sleep frequency video or something like that. And I wanna stress that like, if I didn't have these routines established for myself, I think I would be a mess. And I think I would also be very, very disorganized. I wouldn't be able to get a lot done because I'm not grounded. I don't have these things to kind of look forward to. And, and that's the thing, if you if you create things to to look forward to, sort of these, these intentional moments where you know in that moment that you are taking care of yourself, I think that makes all the difference. I think that can really 
take like a mediocre day and make it a good or even a great day because you have these established care methods for yourself. Also, I think that self-care, you know, you think of self-care, you think of bubble baths, wines, weekend trips, masks, spa treatments, and these are all very valid forms of self-care. I do them all. I love a good vodka soda. But I think that self-care, there's an underbelly to it. There's an other side to it. And it's these things that you you do for yourself that maybe you don't want to do. These little things that might improve your day-to-day life or help you kind of better yourself in a way. When I talk about bettering yourself, I don't mean journaling for five hours. I mean picking out your clothes the night before so you're not rushed in the morning or taking out the trash so it doesn't smell overnight. Or if you're like me, then you're, you know, you don't have the risk of your cat knocking it over in the middle of the night in a desperate hope to get to the old disgusting can of empty wet food. <laughs> and other things like, you know, going to, to the DMV to renew our license or, or vote. We just all voted. Did anybody want to really vote? Like, we got to exercise our right. We got to do that. You know, it's our, I think it's our duty as citizens to have our voice heard. Yet, I don't know anybody who is like jumping for joy to go vote. With all these things, you you kind of feel a sense of satisfaction after it. You feel like you've done yourself a favor. You've done, like if I clean the litter box in the evening instead of in the morning, I have done future Katie a favor. And I will feel much more satisfied and happy that I don't have to scoop poop in the morning. I mean, who wouldn't be satisfied with that? One of my followers on Instagram said that a way they really identify with taking care of themselves is going out of their comfort zone, which I thought was super interesting. They described it like going home and taking a different route and feeling accomplished that they deviated from their normal path. So I think that not only do we satisfy ourselves by, you know, doing the difficult things that we don't want to do, but we can also satisfy ourselves and take care of ourselves by doing something a little different. Maybe taking the highway home. If you're an uncomfortable driver like I am, I don't like to take the highway. But you know, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes it's faster. Uh, I actually did this recently. I took the highway home instead of you know the back roads wherever I was, and I felt you know I, I shaved like five minutes off my trip, and I felt accomplished that I actually kind of like faced that fear, so to speak, of <laughs> driving on the highway. So that is kind of how I feel about self-care. I think that at the end of the day, you have to find the things that you can do for yourself that not only make you feel nice and relaxed and grounded, but also the things that you might not want to do but that will make your life kind of a better place to be. With that being said, this is the first episode. There are many more to come. I think the goal is to try and get them out on either Wednesdays or Thursdays. But as we know, I am very mutable. I, you know, it took me long enough to kind of anchor down what this podcast was even going to be about. In terms of a posting schedule, I will try to do it once a week. But I'm still a new podcast and I do work two jobs. So 
it might be kind of a bi-weekly thing. We'll see. You know, at the end of the day, this is my, my passion project. Something that I've always wanted to do, but have never really just kind of taken the time to explore. So I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a wonderful morning or evening or afternoon, whatever. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Tea on the Rocks. Bye.